I don't get it. Welcome to I Don't Get It. Super special summer episode that's, number one. <laughs> that's right. I'm I'm Paul. I'm Fonda. And uh, yeah, our, our first season officially is done. However, there's a there's sort of a like a summer bucket list of shows and sort of ideas of shows we want to see. Kind of experiences mostly. Yeah, sort of <laughs> partly kind of related to dance in, in sort of tangential forms, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring them we're gonna bring them to you on the internet right now. Yeah, Our yeah. Our first one, anyways. Well, the first one, yes, we saw Odysseo or Odysseo. Odysseo. Um, um, Odysseo is what I've been calling it. That could be wrong. Yeah. Um, the horse ballet, as I like to think of it. <laughs> Produced by Cavalia, who did that other horse ballet a Cavalia, couple years yeah. back. Um, yeah, I mean, a very, very unique show. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking like, uh, I guess we're talking about Cirque du Soleil meets um, an animal show, um, uh, particularly a horse show. There are 64 horses involved in this show in some capacity. Not all of those are performative, but in the sort of cycle of horses they have touring with them from city to city in this massive tent, uh, which is currently stationed in Edmonton. Yeah, um, the yeah. massive tent the size of like almost an NFL football field. Which like. That's what you need to host that many horses. Yeah. And um, and an audience of 2000 people. Right. So there's that there's there's 60 plus horses and about 40 plus acrobats and trainers that are involved yeah. in the show. Um horses come from a dozen different breeds which is was kind of an amazing thing to see for me I thought like usually when you go and see any kind of horses anywhere else you see mostly the same breed yeah. um, or even like when you go to the races right <laughs> right when you're betting all your I don't get it money away on, yeah. on, on old lucky runner um, uh, but yeah um, the the horses are, are Arabian are um, stallions are geldings um, there's sort of a Q&A off the top of the show and we saw it in different times I actually mm -hmm. saw it in Calgary about three months ago yeah and I saw it in Edmonton just last mm -hmm. week so yeah. now we're Talking about and now it. we know. So, so let's begin. What do you? What was your, I guess, overall impressions of of uh, Odysseo? Overall impressions, um, just coming from a bit of a background with theater and and staging and set, like this. This was pretty incredible what they did. Um, with the with the stage itself, they which is built sort of this huge arena of sand and a big hill. Um, yeah, they basically built like a huge landscape for these horses to, uh, for the horses and the performers to perform in, and uh, like back, like flanked by a huge hill that crested at the back of the stage, mm -hmm. um, which the horses, you know, like in some of the like most, you know, visually stunning moments of the show would they would like run over the, the right. hill well behind them yeah. is this massive beautiful 3d projection of a mountainside and it sort of looks like these horses are cresting over some yeah, strange over some amazing like, horizon an incredible <laughs> step um in some country um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was i mean it was something like you know you kind of we've we've talked about it a little bit already comparing mm -hmm. it to cirque du soleil sure yeah um so one of the 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 founder of cavalia yep. and the the company is actually an emeritus of cirque du soleil right. he was he was one of the original founders of that company he quit fairly early on when it started to go big because he didn't want to tour he had kids um, but eventually sort of was doing shows in Montreal and, and found his way back to doing touring shows a few years later when his kids were older. Um, 
and and this is this has sort of been his take. He's sort of found this horse show um, to be the spectacle he wants to to perform. I mean, it is a horse show. It's sort of been advertising itself with these banners that say, "Not a horse show, but absolutely but the stars of the show are the totally the a horse show." Yeah. yeah I once. mean, you it has acrobatic numbers and it has numbers that feature the the human performers in their own right. Like the, there was one sequence where a large merry-go-round actually drops from the top of the tent. Horses. And, you yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. Like fake horses, real horses. And then, um, and they acrobat. There, there are acrobats and yep. and gymnasts who perform on this merry-go-round. And it just kind of was like nobody really was that interested. Everyone just wanted the horses to come back. Right. And I mean, I, contrasting that with the way the show starts off, which is sort of this open stage, and they sort of let horses run out in one and twos just by themselves. And so you're sort of. Um, confronted with nature in a way of mm-hmm. these, these beautiful animals and sort of watching them move these sort of big muscular animal bodies and just interact and do whatever they want on the stage for a few minutes which is really beautiful and 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 wonderful to watch yeah it was like it was it was special you kind of got the sense that you were bearing witness to something that as a person um you know like in the middle of fort road in edmonton you normally would just like never sure, come across yeah. like these these amazing beasts you know it reminded um, me of um of that sequence in Fantasia with the centaurs <laughs> just like you're peeking in on the grove and you're watching them frolic freely and it's wonderful and uninhibited yeah and I mean the, so the the parts of I think that of the show where um, the horses were by themselves were really beautiful and interesting and I also found the connection between the trainers and horses also just you know really impressive something that i've never like this type of liberty training that the horses Mm -hmm. are trained with i'm maybe maybe you want to explain what that is a little bit you have a better idea (laughs) um yeah so so the liberty training is sort of um they've they've taught all these horses from from the ground up they spent years training them part of the 64 horses on tour aren't in the show at all they're just sort of being trained daily um with the sort of long-term goal of them being in the show um, and what it means basically is that um, there isn't um, they aren't they aren't whipped the the bits they use the sort of bridles they use are very um, unharmful there are no spurs um, it's sort of training these horses in a way that um, dispels the stigma of a of a quote animal show unquote you know something like a, like a circuit like a three ring circus that sort of has this this reputation for mistreating animals that's that's not what this show's about and afterwards you can tour the stables you can see how the horses are treated and a large mm-hmm. part of the Odysseo staff are in fact just there to take care of the horses um, and I would say some of the best parts of the show are when the horses don't listen and sort of do their own thing. There, yeah, there was one little renegade horse. Um, they're, they're, the horses line up in a, in a pinwheel formation, basically, to, to go around the stage. And uh, the night that we saw it, one horse just decided, he's like, no, I'm not getting in line right now. Right. Kind of like bucked out and like had a little moment by himself. And then a trainer just sort of like went on the other horse and kind of like looked at him a little bit. And he was just kind of like, okay, I'll come back now. Okay, it's fine. yeah, great, you know, great, sure, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but they aren't, they aren't punished for that. It's sort of the, the idea that like part of that is just seeing that this is a real spectacle and these animals are... Like, as, as well-trained as they are, sometimes they're going to show personality and just not do what they're asked, which is sort of wonderful in, like, some of the most magical moments when I saw it or, or where, yeah, when a horse in a big group number would sort of veer off by itself and is is charming. And you in a way, you feel bad for the trainer, but also, like, you don't. Like, it's just, it's a wild animal, and it's going to do what it wants, no matter how domesticated it has been. Yeah, and there were certain aspects of it that were really just kind of, like, Reminding you again, yes, you are watching wild animals on stage. 
And, you know, the, the floor is covered in sand, and the horses are pooping. And, and like how? <laughs> and you're just kind of like, all right, you know, that's something that happens yeah. naturally, right? Normally, actually, it usually gets cleaned up pretty quick, but they didn't kind of want to break that wall. So the, yeah. it stays there. Yeah. So, so, so then, I mean, as an audience member, you start to just like, in a way, panic for the performers about poop in the sand. Um, because there's some of these incredible, like, not even aerial acts, but there's acrobats. There's a, there's a troop of performers from, uh, from Guinea. In yeah. West from Africa. Guinea, the gymnasts, they yeah, were amazing. Who are incredible, who are doing these sort of like, um, these incredible sequences of flips and, and backflips and all of these sort of impressive things, but you also know horses have been pooping in this sand, and you know they're <laughs> conscious of that. Um, and just sort of the, 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 the tension that inherently comes in watching people um, in a situation that you have put in your mind as high stakes of being like, oh, I hope you don't land a poop. Oh, God, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing backflips. He can't see what's coming. Yeah, he's just got to do what he's going to do. And I'm sure that's just part of part of the job. And you know at some point you're going to encounter poop, and that's just the way of it. And the, uh, the Ghanaian acrobats and gymnasts, they were they were very cool. Mm -hmm. It was a, mm -hmm. a group of, I'd say, two dozen men almost. Sure. Um, and they're doing. They they did some African dancing. They did drumming. I loved watching the African dancing, um, which was just really um, heavy with the body percussion yep, and yep. things like that. Really, really great um, beats in their movement. And they were actually um, of the humans in the show. Really, the most animated ones that had any kind of personality at all. Yeah, yeah. There were moments when sort of they had like a, basically a group solo number where it was just them. The horses weren't on stage. And they would sort of like run up to the lip of the stage and sort of get a call and a response thing going with the audience. And mm -hmm. yeah, you know, depending on how well you responded, sort of um, give you sass or, or a thumbs <laughs> up, you know, yeah, yeah. if you were into it or not. Yeah, they were fun. And uh, the other the other sort of people that I really enjoyed were the trick riders. Mm. Um, maybe there there were a couple of lady trick riders that were sort of, they kind of reminded me like of like Gypsy Free Spirits, where they would just like shriek at the top of their lungs and throw themselves off the back of the horse. Um, and that was really, as the horse, of course, was like sprinting across the stage. Right, yeah, fast. yeah, the trick riding. So sometimes a, a person would sort of circle under the undercarriage of a horse while it was moving in this incredible feat of sort of control and not getting trampled and um, and human strength as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, and and I think just part of it as well as being like in terms of this is a dance podcast. Um, there were sort of some sequences that were almost like um, uh, what's that that horse sport. <laughs> Dressage? Dressage, yeah. <laughs> there was that sort of last sequence where this huge sand stage floods. Um, they have these huge, like, 30,000-gallon water pumps that flood part of the stage. Um, yeah, they flood, like, the four-stage half. So there, it turns into, like, almost like a big pond. Right yeah, a big pond. And these horses are sort of trotting through in uh, in almost a dressage way, um, which is, yeah, an incredible feat of sort of um partly like human animal connection because again these these horses aren't being um uh, abused or or sort of forced in a way outside of of general training to do these things and so when it works off it is it is very spectacular and it, this whole show is a big spectacle yeah it was a huge spectacle and i have to say about dressage like you know kind of joke a lot about how like kind of stodgy and old-fashioned it is and but how. it is really amazing to see the control and trust between a human and an animal doing something doing movement that an animal is actually just like normally 
not would really never supposed do. to do. Yeah. Um, and that, so and so in that way, that kind of that choreography, I guess, was fascinating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Super spectacle. Big spectacle. Lots of money to put on the show. Some money to buy tickets for it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not. It's not a cheap show. But I mean, it, I guess when you're bringing sixty-four horses plus support staff plus acrobats to town. Uh, you can't have a show that doesn't cost money, and you also mm-hmm. you also can't have a flop in a strange way. Like, I mean, part of the reason that um, the last three months of Edmonton have been sort of blanketed with promotions for the show is that they, in a way, they can't fail. Like, they that's not an option. They have yeah. to get people butts in seats. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the amount spent on marketing, I'm sure, is just. Um, kind of in tandem with with how important it is for them to actually keep the show running at this at this um caliber really the the amount of people involved and and the the resources that they need to actually just be able to care and transport for their yeah. horses is it's quite amazing and i think that you know I don't know. I don't know a lot of production companies that tour even just with like humans in theater sure. that actually invest as much in trying to number one, you know, take care of the people and things that are on tour, but also number two, make sure the people know that they are on tour. <laughs> oh yeah, in a, in the hugest possible way that like it, the, I doubt anyone in Edmonton doesn't know that Odysseo is here right now. Like, it's on buses, it's, it's on everywhere. Everybody, every newspaper. Yeah, everybody knows yeah. Odysseo is here. Um, overall, I would say if you are a person that um, either likes horses or knows anything about horses, you will get a ton out of this show. You will love this show. And if you are not a person who knows anything about horses or even likes horses or perhaps has a horse allergy, mm. take a reactin. <laughs> go see this show. <laughs> you know, it is it is um it is something that you will probably never really have another chance to see unless they come up with a third show, which oh, they, and probably, they will. probably will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's something just to be um a for View Weekly. The paper I work for, um, uh, I, I interviewed the creator of uh, Odessio, and he talked about sort of the the nature and sort of the the ability that horses have, and that they're they're partly uh, domesticated animals, but they're also wild, and we sort of inherently recognize that wildness, and it's fascinating to us. And it is. There's something that I've just seen horses on stage, both trained and running free, um, that sort of just evokes something in you that's sort of wonderful and and sort of. A special uh, to to encounter. Um, yeah, this isn't like the most emotionally resonant show you'll ever see, but it is a huge mm-hmm. spectacle on par with Cirque du Soleil um, in in an, in, an, in a horse involving way. Um, and and those are sort of rare opportunities as well. So if you have the money to go see that show, great. Great. You're, then you're then you're probably already you'll, there. You'll see you'll see a big show. I mean, like just. If you have a kind of any appreciation for how difficult it is to mount a show like this, you'd probably be impressed. Especially a touring show. To be able to mm-hmm. do um, a stage that travels from city to city and floods every night and then unfloods every night <laughs> and then is cleaned of, of poop, which is not a usual problem in theater or dance. Those performers <laughs> do not usually let fly on stage. Well, so um, maybe the really finicky hey-o. well... <laughs> Um, yes, but uh, but you know to to being to yeah you see you see your your dollars at work out there you certainly do yeah yeah and I think that you know um, it is 
it is just a show that you kind of could go to for a unique experience, and it would de- it's it's worth it. It's right. definitely worth it. The horse ballet. The horse ballet. And so, well, I think that kind of wraps us up for a deseo. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks to um. Thanks to you guys all for listening, and for those who have been tweeting at us and responding to our last year in review podcast. Yeah. That that happened. The year happened, and we thought about it and said some things. Yeah, we did all that, and we're like we're really happy to be back. We're gonna have a couple, of, maybe a couple other summer special episodes we, where we do strange things. We like really want to go bellies. to a rave. We really want to go to a. <laughs> we're rave. gonna try and find a rave. We don't know if we want to go to a camping one or an indoor one. Or yet. just like show up at Y after hours at like <laughs> four in the morning when it opens and just see what everyone's dancing like. But just hang. Just hang. Just in all the multiple facets in of our, dance in this community. In our sociological, will, you know, like observing capacity, yeah. we'll just like watch. We will observe on. and we will report yeah. it to you, dear listener. Of podcast thanks everyone have a have a good good week in edmonton it's gonna be like crazy hot crazy hot prepare yourselves and also dance heartily (laughs) bye-bye i don't get it dance is an award-winning podcast recorded in a blanket fort in a house somewhere on alberta avenue in edmonton canada it was recorded and edited by Andrew Paul. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more about Ghibli at ghibli.bandcamp.com. And you can find more about us on our website, idontgetitdance.com. Our Twitter is at idontgetitdance, and you can also find us on iTunes. Sit here thinking.